Welcome to Queer Spirituality, the podcast. I'm your host, Julian Crossenhill. This podcast is about an idea. It's the radical idea that queerness is a gift and that the divine celebrates it rather than merely accepts it. We'll explore the special role that queer people are meant to play in the coming spiritual awakening. Through the lives and stories of queer people, we'll explore the many ways of approaching the divine and how the sacred reveals itself in everyday actions. Most of all, this is a podcast about love. It's about the love of the universe. It's about love between people. And it's about the love a community can share with one another. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to this episode of Queer Spirituality, the podcast. I'm your host, Julian Crossan Hill. Today, I want to talk about LGBTQ queer gay visibility. And I've written a blog post about it recently. It was a rewrite of an earlier blog post where I'd seen the movie Vito about Vito Russo and had some thoughts around queer visibility as a result of seeing that film. And I rewrote and reposted that blog post, but I had some additional thoughts I wanted to go into today, particularly around the increase in violence against queer people and laws like the don't say gay laws in Florida. And these laws and this violence is really about creating invisibility. It's about creating fear so that queer people will hide. And... Part of this is about denying the existence of queer people. And I've got news for those people. We've always been here. You look at ancient Sumeria, some of the first recorded human history, there were queer people in ancient Sumeria. The priestess, the goddess Inanna had a priesthood of gender variant men who served her and served as temple prostitutes in her temples. And the story of her descent the god Enki creates two beings to bring Inanna back from the underworld. And the text clearly says that they were neither men nor women. And many Sumerian um, historians and, and anthropologists and archaeologists agree that this isn't necessarily re- referring to hermaphrodites, but rather just androgynous men. And so we've always been here. We've always been around. And no amount of trying to legislate us out of existence or trying to scare us into hiding is going to make queer people go away. But I think there's a couple of things that come up when I think about this. And one is, obviously, violence against queer people, there's definitely a fear element here. And while it's easy to say we should be defiant and be fearless and just stand up and be our full, authentic queer self, each one of us has a desire to feel safe, to feel secure. And I believe that in the past, this is really where community has done that. 
Now, recently we've had some shootings in queer spaces, and this is just sort of trying to amp up that terror, that element of fear to try to silence queer voices. Because in the past, these were our spaces. These were our safe places. And we could gather in numbers and it was safer because there were more of us. And we've had that sort of challenge lately, which is definitely very hard. But I still believe that when we are in community, when we are with each other, when we are in groups, when we look out for each other, that we are safer. And I think that that's why, personally, I feel like it's a real shame that the queer community has been so fragmented and that the use of internet apps to connect and meet has really eroded the connection that a lot of queer people feel with one another. And all of this leads to us feeling less safe because we feel a little more isolated in our modern times. And so I think it's really important that we do the work to understand how do we build strong community again? How do we create new queer spaces that maybe aren't bars, that doesn't happen solely online? How do we create that safety? How do we create that community and that sense of looking out for one another that seems to be, I wouldn't say totally absent, but not there in the same way that it was, say, in the late 80s when we were going through a, a pandemic, through an epidemic that was really devastating the number of, of queer people. The other thing about this is I think it's important that as we think about LGBT or queer visibility and we think about the efforts to try to silence that visibility or to try to make people invisible, is what, what about the efforts that come from within our own community to silence queer people? And the biggest example that comes to, to mind is the no femmes piece. There's a, there's a element of the queer community, particularly among gay men, to adopt hypermasculinity as a way to pass as straight, which really serves to sort of erase queer people as we become more mainstream as we try to blend in more, it's easier for the elements that want to do away with queer people who want to make us invisible. We're sort of helping with that in that way by not being upfront about who we are and about our identity. But it, it's worse than even some people deciding that it's safer for them to, to pass, right? To, to blend into the mainstream, to adopt this hypermasculinity. Where it becomes more problematic is when they start policing other people's identity. Oh, you're too femme, you're too this, you're too that, and you need to be this way. And ads that think, say no femmes and this sort of shaming that happens for people who are more fem flamboyant, more feminine in the queer community. And that serves to pressure them to also blend or be invisible, to adopt a different way of being, to be inauthentic, to not be who they really are, to not be their glorious, beautiful, queer self. And I think that that's a real tragedy when members of, the, of our own community, when queer people are policing how other queer people show up in the world. And 
deciding what's acceptable or what's not acceptable as a way to be queer in the world. And it reduces our safety because it reduces our visibility. And it, and it plays right into the hands of the conservatives who want to erase queer history, erase queer identity, erase queer people. And this is really critical because for young people who are growing up and realizing that they're not like other boys or other girls and realizing that they're different, if they live in these places that have these laws, who in these places where queer people are being made invisible and they don't see any role models, they don't see other queer people, they go through life not understanding who they are. When we are when we are queer and we haven't quite actualized that yet and we're exposed to other queer people, it makes us kind of have that click. We go, oh, these are my people. This is what it is that makes me different. And that's crucially important to making young people who feel different, who feel outcast, who aren't quite sure of their identity yet, it's critical to making them feel like they belong, that they're valued and they're important. And when we don't have this suicide rates among queer youth increase and we need, so we need queer people to be out there. We need to be visible. We need to be a little loud and we need to stop policing each other and making each other be invisible. And this is why I think it's so important that we come out. This is why I think it's so important. The coming out process is so important because we make ourselves visible And I know some people may say, well, we make ourselves targets, and that may be, but there's a very big difference between living a lie and hiding who you are and being your authentic self, being fully out and living your truest expression of who you are. And I think coming out is really important. I think everyone who is queer should be out. Um, as much as they're comfortable, because I also think that coming out is a process and there's a comfort level. And I think that it's an individual choice that needs to be made. I don't think that it's for someone else to decide that you should be out. I think it's your individual choice. And people go through a process in which they gain comfort and acceptance over their queerness and come out. But I do think that it's a valuable process to undertake and that when people don't take that process, when they choose not to eventually come out, when they choose to live in the closet their entire lives, they miss a huge part of their life. They miss expressing a huge part of who they are and the world misses that expression of who they are because queerness doesn't happen by accident. We're, we're here for a reason. We have things to give. We have things to, to add to society. And when we hide it, we cheat the human collective of the beautiful gifts that we've been given of creativity and expression and all of the things that are unique about queer people we rob the human collective of those when we hide them and when we don't show them. And so that's why I really believe that coming out and really getting in touch with our authentic expression of ourselves, all of it, 
And really living in that is so critically important. It makes it harder to erase queer people when we're out and when we're living our authentic true life. And when we build strong community, we can feel safer about that visibility because we have people looking out for us. We have people who have our back. And this is why it's important to come out. And if you're not comfortable with that coming out process yet, then do the work to get comfortable with it. Because I do think it's important. And I think that when you live your life in the closet, that you're cheating the human collective of some really beautiful gifts. If you're still, if you're really struggling with your identity and struggling with this coming out process, there are also coaches like myself who can work with you through this process and support you and even help you make the decision whether you want to come out or not. So just in conclusion, obviously LGBTQ queer visibility, super, super important. And there's a concerted effort right now to sort of reverse a lot of that visibility. So just, I want to remind you that we've always been here. We're always going to be here and go out there, live your queerest, most authentic, beautiful life. Bring those beautiful gifts that you've been given to the rest of the human collective and find your ken, find your community that will watch your back and keep you safe. Great blessings. find my blog and past episodes of this podcast at www.queerspirituality.net. That's www.queerspirituality.net. Let me know what you think on Instagram at queer underscore spirituality, or continue the discussion with like-minded people in the Queer Spirituality Facebook group. You can find it linked from the Queer Spirituality Facebook page or on the homepage of the Queer Spirituality website. Bright blessings.